Hello friend, thank you for joining me here. My name's Elizabeth and this is the Starborn Podcast. Welcome to what might end up being my favorite episode to date. Um, What I'm going to talk about here is stuff I have been wanting to talk about for like almost since I started this podcast back in January or February. I don't remember when I started recording stuff, but um, it like kept getting stuck in my throat it was never the right time because I didn't have the right, uh, I didn't have, I didn't have everything yet. There were, every time I went to record this episode or an episode similar to it, it would just not feel right. And then like a few days from then I would end up getting a massive amount of more downloads and I'm like, oh, okay, that's why I couldn't record it. I'd try to record it again. The same thing would happen. And I've got like notebooks full of stuff. Um, which eventually um, I'm actually gonna start releasing the um, like actual conversations. I'm just gonna like type them up and I don't know, put them somewhere for everybody to read. But um, yeah, it finally feels like right. And I'm so antsy and I just wanna like start talking about this. So um, this episode is going to be about our path as a collective from now, really kind of dating back to 2020 actually, um, and going to 2027. Um, And so I think most of us have heard about this, um, although I shouldn't assume that because for someone who has a lot of downloads about this, I only found out like very recently about 2027. Um, I never really like quote unquote bought in to all of the, um, like the 2012 and this and that. And that now looking back, I totally see, um, not only collective awakenings that happened on those dates, but also like my personal awakening lines up perfectly with, um, with, all of those dates like every time something massive happened in my life it was uh on a 2012 or going along with um a date that like a lot of other people have experienced like 20 2017 to 2019 being like the uh, a huge a huge awakening for twin flames <laughs> um i know a lot of people who went through um, really similar experiences to what I did uh, in this in the same time frame, which is just so wacky. Um, but that's how energy works. And now the next big thing is going to happen six years from now in um, 2027. And um, I want to get into like what that is, what that event is going to be, and then also um, what each year leading up to it is going to be because spoiler but there's going to be a theme and obviously time is not linear and you can't box off um you know 
pieces of time. I was talking to the 17th Gene Key, which um, I don't know how much I'm going to get into what. It's a very feminine energy. I keep wanting to call her she, but like I don't I don't like gendering things. Anyway, um, I don't know how much we're going to get into my conversation with the 17th, but it was like it showed me a picture um, of uh, a calendar and was kind of just making fun of humans. Like you think you can just slice time up into nice neat little boxes so it's convenient for you. It doesn't really work that way, dummies. Um, but yeah, so uh, obviously it's not gonna be like, boom, as soon as the clock strikes midnight on January 1st, uh, fucking, what's the next year? <laughs> 2022. It doesn't mean that we're automatically going into another, um, phase and there's going to be heavy, like bleeding over and into each other and everybody's going to be experiencing it in a different way. And it might not even be like linear, but, um, I still think that it's important to talk about, or at least at the very least, super interesting to talk about. And I know for a fact, um, I'm gonna forget that I already said all this stuff about time. And I'm gonna repeat it again when I get to like each year um, for the next six years. But <clears throat> the only other caveat kind of thing that I wanna like place out there is I am not trying to tell the future and I'm not trying to predict anything for the sake of like, we know what's coming so we can, I don't know, the nothing scary is coming uh, that, that I see anyway, you know, whatever. But um, not so that we can like prevent anything or change anything or like not really not even so that we know what's what's going to come definitively. The real reason why I want to share my the information that I've gotten um, is because uh, I think that the more aware we are of where in our collective shadow the emphasis and focus is going to be for a certain amount of time, the more aware we are of that, I think the more prepared we are to handle it ourselves. So for example, something, and I'll talk more about this later, but something that might be happening um, next year is there could be quite a lot of butting heads with different opinions. And not saying that that doesn't already happen, but it might really like move to the forefront of people's experiences. And by like knowing what's coming and having like a fuller explanation of why we're experiencing those things, it's going to be a lot easier for those of us who are aware and for those of us who resonate with this message to recognize that as a gift and see that we're being presented with a part of our shadow that really needs to be transcended if we are going to move into unity consciousness and, um, give birth to this new world that's coming in and also I just want to say like it's not like we have a choice like the the gates are already opened um the energy's coming it's it's really um like we can't fuck this up like there's nothing that we have to do anymore we've done it now we're just kind of like playing out this last chapter until we get to something new um so I don't by any means think that it will be hard or like um, like a repeat of 2020 for those of us that that sucked or 
or anything where like there needs to be pressure put on ourselves. I think that those of us who are kind of like awake right now and aware of this, we've already done the work and now we're just like tidying up, cleaning up some like loose ends or whatever and kind of just following these last steps. But yeah, I really don't think that there's any way we can fuck it up. It's just, it can be a lot easier if you are kind of prematurely aware of what quote unquote lessons you're learning at a certain point in time. Is that enough caveats for everyone? (laughs) Okay, so let's start by talking about what the hell is going to happen in 2027. Um, and this process is already happening. Um, what's the best way to describe 2027? It is not the initiator. It is like the, the finalization of it. Um, so that's what I mean by like, all of this is already in order. Like it's already happening, but the culmination of it, that's a better word than whatever the hell I just said. (laughs) The culmination of it happens in 2027. So, um, if you want to look this up, um, actually, there's really not that much online. Like, I really could not find a lot, which is why I wanted to channel some of this stuff, because I was like, what the fuck is happening? Because um, everyone kept talking about it. Uh, this solar plexus mutation that's going to be happening um, in 2027. Um, I can't remember who predicted it. Here I come with the facts. Yeah, I can't remember who predicted it. Um, I do know that it has something to do with human design. Um, and... As with like any of those kind of, uh, Jesus, <laughs> I can't think of any words, <laughs> methods. I don't know. There's a better word out there, but I can't find it. So like the I Ching, the uh, human design, astrology, like all those things you can use to like, um, predict things that will happen in the future and kind of to like read time because um certain planets uh that like affect us collectively like move through certain parts of I think it's called like the rave wheel um yeah I'm doing this really really well anyway if you want all of that kind of stuff look online but like I mean I don't know that's all I could find online was like the very like nitty-gritty like Pluto is traversing through this thing it's not traversing it's transiting but it's the same same meaning same meaning it's fine um but like Pluto's going here and uh Neptune was just there and It like explained why things were happening with the solar plexus in 2027, but like hats off to you if you could find anything other than that. I really couldn't. Um, So that's why I like started channeling all of this because I was like, everyone's talking about 2027 and for the love of God, I don't understand what's supposed to be happening. Um, And so little information on the solar plexus and I'm gonna kind of explain what I see, like the vision that I get um, of how the solar plexus is now versus how it will be post 2027. So, um, and this is, this is human design solar plexus. So not particularly, uh, it would be more helpful if you looked up the the, uh, the human design meaning of the solar plexus instead of like the normal chakra system that most people might think of. So in human design, um, and also 
warning, I am not a human design expert by any means. So actually, if any of you listening know a lot about human design, like please like DM me um, if there's more, even more information that you can give me about this. Um, but in human design, the solar plexus is this little triangle um, that is, if you're looking at somebody's chart, it's on the right side of the chart, um, kind of like in the in the middle of the actual body not like the head um and so it is one of our motor centers but it's also an awareness center um and i would encourage you to look up what that means because i don't have a definition in front of me and i don't want to try to pull something out of my ass but as our solar plexus is currently functioning the motor aspect of it far outweighs the awareness aspect of it so while it is technically an awareness center um it really we really don't have an understanding or like a firsthand experience of what the solar plexus as an awareness center is capable of and like what that feels like um and that that spoiler that's the shift that's happening is it's changing from a a heavy heavily based motor um center to a, a an awareness center so right now um with the solar plexus being a motor center its main kind of like function is driving people through emotion and feeling so motor just means like action um and with the way that our uh lovely society has been up until quite recently no one really likes to feel their feelings um the solar plexus kind of like it works in waves i'm a solar plexus um authority so or an emotional authority so i understand like how this feels um it's these bigs up (laughs) these big ups and downs of really intense emotions um that really what you're supposed to do as an emotionally mature person you're supposed to just ride out those waves wait for them to settle because everything eventually reaches an equilibrium again and you make your decision from that rested um that still space and unfortunately society doesn't really um value emotions and feeling and we also don't we don't often teach our kids and teach each other and give space for each other to um sit with our emotions and get to know them and realize that they're not like these big scary enemies that we think they are so usually um as the sol- with the solar plexus as a motor center um it it gives us that drive to flee our emotions in some way or another so we're fleeing the the negative emotions and we're trying to chase the positive emotions but positive and negative like don't really exist um i think i talk about it in emotional alchemy like there's really only comfortable pleasant and like uncomfortable unpleasant emotions and 
they all have their purpose. They all need their time in the sun and um, running away from them doesn't doesn't do anything besides keep us very stunted in our our growth. So that's it as a as a as a motor area, a motor center. Um, And the really important thing that keeps getting brought up and my guides are yelling at me to say it right now is that the emotional, I don't want to say the emotional body, but, um, the energy of emotions and the emotions that we feel here on earth as humans, they are so, so strong. Like that's one thing particularly that, um, our like galactic friends are actually learning from us being on earth like they watch us and um obviously we're all connected so when as we humans get more in touch with our emotions and um experience these really really deep really um colorful and vibrant emotions we are sending that information back to the collective for the whole galaxy the whole universe and they're they're learning a lot from us because it is very unique to uh this planet and so because those feelings are so strong and such a strong drive um it really really overwhelms the awareness center aspect of the solar plexus and so the way that they show it to me is that we have our little solar plexus um this little yellow triangle and there's like little tiny beams of light kind of coming out of it it's almost like light is leaking through but it's not fully coming through and that light is the awareness that's the high frequency energy um the god energy that would and will eventually give us the awareness that we are one with everything but right now it is just completely stifled and overwhelmed um by that motor aspect of the solar plexus and so it, it doesn't really get to function as the awareness center that it has the capability of being so that's the old world let's talk about the new world so post 2027 and kind of like what's happening to um to get us there so what we're going to talk about after i finish up with the solar plexus is we're going to talk about the next seven years and something called the seven sacred seals and basically each of these seals um you can think of it like locks on a door pretend there are like six locks on a door and you need to unlock all six of them and then the seventh seal is actually the opening of the door and so over the next seven years or six years at this point we're going to be slowly unlocking that door and letting more of that awareness energy in through the solar plexus until finally it reaches this breaking point in 2027 where a massive amount of cytic energy bursts through and again cytic energy is just like the highest frequency it's like it's like god energy um in this case it is grace the 22nd gene key um but this huge amount of cytic energy is gonna burst through our solar plexus centers. And again, that is the awareness. So it increases the awareness strength. We realize that we are connected to the whole through the grace of God because that is all that is. Now, I 
see this so clearly and I don't know if it's like possible to easily put into words, but obviously at the beginning, the solar plexus is kind of leaking light. And then by 2027, it's shining, it's bursting full of light and the awareness capability finally outweighs the motor aspect of it. Um, but the reason why this gives us back our unity consciousness, it reminds us that we are all that is, it's because the Cidic energy that's flowing through the solar plexus center is the energy of everything. So God is all that is. God is everything. You are God. I am God. This microphone is God. My cup of tea is God. Like everything is God. And right now we don't have that energy flowing through us. We don't have an awareness of that energy because it's like, um, it's like plugged up. I guess that's kind of the best way that I can say it. we've got all those locks. It's like not flowing right. But when we allow that Cidic energy to flow through, what it looks like to me is that we all have this, um, kind of like yellow light, this yellow white light um, in the center of ourselves and it branches out and connects to the yellow white light in everything and everybody else. And so it's not a knowledge anymore that we are one. It is a complete experience and feeling that we are one. So it, it's, it's very different from what we can understand now um, I'm sure that whether you're a heavy meditator or um, if you've done psychedelics or um, maybe you've just had like moments of epiphany, you you have felt that oneness with everything and you can understand and appreciate like how different it is from knowing that you're one. Because when you genuinely feel that you are one, you have no worry, you have no fear, you know that everything is working perfectly and it brings such peace. And imagine walking around with that peace all the time. And imagine hundreds of thousands of us walking around with that peace all of the time, if not the whole planet. Like, imagine how much would change when you can, when, when all of us can feel and really experience the oneness of our being. And so that is what's coming through in 2027. That's what we're building up to. And then that's what finally bursts through in 2027. And now you have to think of like the chicken or the egg kind of thing, because um, this does come alongside what we're working with right now, which is the cessation of avoiding feeling. So we stop trying to run from bad feelings and we stop trying to chase good feelings. And we're finally able, and this is what we're doing right now, we're finally able to ride the energetic emotional waves um, and because we're not so controlled by the by them as like a motor aspect we can have our emotions but then act within the remembrance of our unity instead of acting from this uh singular individual place cool so quickly recap <laughs> right now our solar plexus centers are functioning as a motor and our awareness aspect is stifled, but 
over the course of the next few years from now until 2027, we are allowing more high frequency awareness energy to work its way through the solar plexus until eventually it becomes an awareness center, the scales kind of tip, um, and we are able to feel and experience our oneness through our solar plexus instead of being controlled by it in the sense of fleeing our emotions we can now handle our emotions understand what they really are again back to the emotional alchemy episode um and use the solar plexus instead as a constant reminder and uh, a new like seat of our awareness uh of our oneness and our unity with everything else on the planet and it's gonna feel great. I I love those feel those moments when um, you just kind of stop existing, and you just remember, and you feel that like yeah everything is working out. Duh! Like why? How could it not be working out? We're all God just moving together to create something and to create a beautiful experience. So I'm super super excited for that. Um. And now I feel like a big question is, who is this happening for? Like, is this the whole planet? And according to me and what I've channeled and what feels right is that it is a core awakening fractal, actually, that this is going to be taking place within and that it, it, it already is like happening. Now, um, I channeled a lot. If you didn't listen to the last episode, I channeled a lot recently um and the beings i was talking to they told me to start using the ac acronym acronym is that the right word caf for the core awakening fractal because um i can channel out loud but i actually really like writing and they were like trust me you're gonna need this because that's a long fucking group of words and you're gonna be saying it over and over so if i start calling it the caf that is just the core awakening fractal but shortened um and the core awakening fractal is some people have the number i think 144,000, um but it's a group of people on the planet who are you know, we decided to come here, right? We choose our lives. We decided to come here. We wanted to be a part of um, this first group that is experiencing this mutation. Um, and so if you listen to my podcast and this shit that I say makes sense, you are part of the CAF. Like there's no doubt. Um, there's no question. It could be less than that. It could be more than that. Like who knows how many people it actually is, but, um, you are, you are a part of this group if you understand what I'm saying and you, uh, or, or anybody, it's not just me. Like, I don't want to be like, you have to know what I'm talking about. But like, if you do shadow work, if you are aware of yourself, if you are aware of the fact that like you create your own reality and you're like, you're dedicated to this waking up, um, and yes, you can go back to sleep sometimes and you can, you can take days off and, um, take years off and you know everybody goes through different phases but if this if any of this type of stuff speaks to you I would say you're in the core awakening fractal because t there are so many other people 
And sometimes I forget this because I'm just so like enveloped in all this. This is like all I think about all day. (laughs) But like there are some people who literally never ask themselves, what role have I played in my own suffering? Like why, why am I here? Oh my gosh, there are some people who don't, who don't ask why I'm here on earth. Cause that's always my icebreaker. If I'm gonna like go out with you or be friends with you, like close friends, I need to know why you think you're here. And every answer is a good answer. But if someone, and I've had many people be like, I don't know, I've never really thought about it. It blows my mind and we're just not cut from the same cloth if you don't ponder the nature of your reality. Um, So like there are some people who do not do these things. So you don't need to be like a, a psychic or, you know, communicating with the dead or uh, I can't think of anything else <laughs> or like a, a professional like healer. You don't have to be doing any of that stuff to to be a part of this awakening. Um, if you're aware of the awakening, you're a part of it. That's basically that's basically what I would say. Because if it if it wasn't in your um, plan, I don't think it would be in your awareness at this like very pivotal point. And more and more people from the core awakening fractal are kind of like coming online and coming together. So even if you like show up late, I honestly think that even if you're here, like 2026 is when you finally put the puzzle pieces together and start waking up, like you're still a part of that fractal. Um, I honestly don't even know how set in stone this first group is because again like this these divisions it's a very human way human and limited way of thinking so maybe it's just like the easiest way for things to be explained to us but um it actually like branches off and kind of feathers out and there are some people who are like close to the core fractal but like i don't know or maybe like a year behind so who knows um I just don't want to be a source of anybody doubting themselves. Um, There's too much of that already. And at this point in my life, I'm pretty much like, if I'm drawn to it, I'm a part of it, you know? I think that it's that simple. If you're interested in something, if you want to be part of something, I think you're just a part of it. Otherwise, where's that desire coming from? Your desire is God's really it's God's desire, but it's God's way of showing you like where you're supposed to go. We're supposed to really honor and listen to our desires. So step off my soapbox. Um, okay. I think there's one more thing that I want to mention about the core awakening fractal. Um, and that is like, let's pretend that we're just a, a group of people all over the world and we are the first ones to wake up. What happens next and why isn't the whole world waking up at once? When I asked that question to my guides, because I was was very conflicted, like, is everybody waking up at once? Is it just the CAF? Like, what's happening here? Um, They gave me the words seed crystal. And um, if you are a chemistry person, um, you probably already know what this is. I studied science in college, and so a lot of times, um, just because what happens on the micro level also is reflected on the macro level, um, a lot of times my guides will give me 
um, kind of like parallels to what we're doing in this macro sense. Um, They'll give me little micro parallels in um, scientific terms. And so I just needed to like fact check myself, but I looked up what a seed crystal was. And I think that it, it, it does a perfect job of explaining what our role as the core awakening fractal is. So we as the CAF are a seed crystal for the rest of the planet. And um, I'm going to read what the website like said about the definition of a seed crystal. Um, but first, really quick, there's a word or a phrase that they use. Um, it's called a super saturated solution. And um, I know I would be thrown off if someone read this to me and I didn't know what a super saturated solution was. That's just my like nitpicky line one. I need to know everything. But um if you can picture dissolving um, salt in a glass of water, you like add it by the spoonful, stir it in until you don't see the salt anymore. Eventually you reach a point where no more salt will dissolve in the water. Um, And so what you can do is you can heat up your solution, um, heat up that water, and you'll actually be able to mix in more salt or anything, but you'll be able to mix in more salt than you would um, if it was like at room temperature or cold. And so um, when you have this more salt than you would normally be able to add and actually have it dissolve in the water, that becomes a super saturated solution. Um, So it's saturated when it is, you know, normal and you can't stir in any more salt, but then you can super saturate it by heating it up. So that's just what it's talking about um, when it says that. So, boop, 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 boop. All right. So the website said the recrystallization of the excess dissolved solute in a super saturated solution can be initiated by the addition of a seed crystal. The seed crystal provides a nucleation site on which the excess crystals begin to grow. Recrystallization from a supersaturated solution is typically very fast. So if you've ever done, I mean, this is an experiment you can literally do at your house. Um, I don't really think that there's anything you have to measure. It's just like looking at stuff. (laughs) Um, But if you look up a video of it too, there's like one good one that I found on YouTube. Um, But you can see someone made a super saturated solution you can't see any like I I don't know if they use salt or sugar but you can't see any of the crystals in the water and then as soon as you add one salt or sugar crystal whatever you mixed in there that had that it's just by itself you add it um all of a sudden the rest of the salt or sugar whatever you had put into the glass it starts to recrystallize and kind of come out of the water. Um, It's not really coming out of the water, it's just coming back together. But, um, and it happens very, very quickly. It's really cool to watch. But that is what we are. So it talks about providing a nucleation site on which the excess crystals begin to grow. That just means that crystals, when they come together, they're oriented in a very specific way. And if you provide one that's already put together, it's kind of like adding a template 
And then the rest of the crystals, even though it's not a crystal, it's a point because it's all broken up, but the rest of the crystals will um, latch on and begin to follow that pattern. And it's much faster than if they had to like find themselves together um, and find their own way into that configuration. So like, that's what we are. We are the first group that is coming together um, if you remember, I said the solar plexus, it was kind of like a, a web all together of like our yellow white light from our solar plexus, like stringing along and connecting us to everything. Um, we are like that template. And now this could be, I think it's going to be twofold. I think it's going to be an energetic template because uh, we're all already connected energetically. So the people around us, once we like sync up, they're not going to really be able to help energetically. They will be more pulled to, um, kind of like allowing the same process to move through them. But also I think that we're going to be acting differently and people will see that. And, uh, I know from speaking to a lot of people that, um, you know, a lot of why people don't believe or try, um, in terms of the awakening, so people who like wouldn't feel a part of the core awakening fractal, it's because they genuinely don't see that it's possible. Like they genuinely don't believe that we can live in a world without money. They don't believe that we can live in a world where people don't need to work until they die. They don't believe that violence uh, can be avoided. They, they think the worst of humanity. They do not believe that we are inherently good and kind and loving. They just don't believe it because they don't see it. And so when we, and we're already doing this, but you know, when this big awakening happens, um, this big, I guess it's less of an awakening and more of a mutation, but when this big mutation happens to our solar plexus center, we are going to be behaving in a different way. And so not only are we going to be putting out different things energetically, but people will also see like, oh my God, that's true. Like that's possible. We can be kind and disagree and still, uh, work together and we can be vastly different but vast vast we can be vastly different but still very respectful and loving towards each other we don't need to be carbon copies for everybody to get along we don't all need to be on the exact same page for us to recognize that we are all divine and just because you know you're not doing exactly what I want you to do. That probably just means you're meant to be over there and you're supposed to be working on a different part of this puzzle. And I appreciate you for doing something that I don't want to do and I can't see myself doing and vice versa. So we are that seed crystal. Um, and once we click everything together in 2027, the rest of the world is going to come together very quickly, um, quickly in comparison to what? I'm not sure, but we have really been doing this uh, human, stupid human shit for uh, thousands of years. So all I can say is it will be not thousands of years <laughs> for the rest of the world to get together. Um, I know that the Gene Keys says it will be generations, like we're setting the stage and then generations after us will, um, you know, finish building what we started. 
And then who knows, maybe a hundred, 200 years from now, <clears throat> it'll be, I think we'll also be more squarely in the age of Aquarius. I could be wrong though, because everyone says something different about that. But we will have our like completely new world by then. That's a little sad to me, <laughs> to be honest, because like I'm selfish and my human ego wants to experience it in this life, God damn it. But um, I also think that it, even if it doesn't happen, even if all we're doing is laying the groundwork, like that's so beautiful. And I'm really glad to be here. And I know that I'll just come back. You know what? Maybe I'll skip the next part and I'll just come back once everything is made. Get to reap my rewards. <laughs> um, okay. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, the last thing about the solar plexus and the seed crystals is that something that like I just think is really beautiful and really important to keep in mind, especially when we're interacting with people who maybe aren't on the same awakening frequency and it, it gets it becomes really easy to kind of like lose hope or to even like demonize and, and vilify people who who don't see what we do. Um, it's important to remember that in that like recrystallization um, analogy, the crystals that were dissolved in the water, even though we couldn't see them, like they were still there. The pieces of them were still there. And I think that's a good analogy to remember that the awareness that we're allowing through our solar plexus, it's already here. Like that's where all we're doing is we're doing the work so that we are open to it. We are allowing those frequencies to move through us but it's already here and it's already here within and around the people who don't give a shit about any of this. And they, the role that they're playing as, um, I don't want to, uh, polarity. Um, all right. I don't mean this in a negative way, but the role that they're playing being the, the dark to our light, um, or the light to our dark, I guess, depending on which which you know perspective you take, it, that is important too. Like we we wanted to come here and play the roles of people who are the first ones to wake up. We wouldn't be able to do that if uh, an entire other group of people didn't agree to not be the first ones to wake up and to to hold firm <laughs> in everything that they believe that goes against what we believe. So I think that it's important to remember that and it's also helpful when we get frustrated to just give them gratitude instead and recognize that we would not be able to have the experience that we're having now, the experience that we asked for, if, um, if they weren't doing exactly what they're doing too. All right, so that's what's happening in 2027. Good thing I spent 40 minutes talking about that because now it's time to get to the title of the episode, which is the road to 2027. So how do we, how do we actually, how are we actually moving from where we are now? And again, more accurately, like where we were in 2020. Um, so where we were in 2020, all the way to 2027. Um, and that brings us to the seven sacred seals. Now, I, I'm really, really, I love this. And um, 
I, I wrote it all out. So hopefully this will be like nice and like pretty concise and I'll get more into detail after I give us like the rundown of it. Um, so I have not read the Bible, um, but I tried to Google the seven sacred seals because I do know that they come up in the Bible and I wanted to see what they were about. Now I can't read that fucking way of speaking. It doesn't make sense to me. They're talking about lambs and angry I don't I just don't get it it it, it's really jargon to me it doesn't make any sense but um apparently the seven sacred seals were like individual happenings that marked uh the apocalypse and at the end was judgment day um and the gene keys takes their own spin on this and so instead of looking at the apocalypse as like something that um is happening externally. It's a biological one. So a biological uncovering is really just what apocalypse means. Um, and judgment day is actually a beautiful day where grace comes down um, and is, is basically like, good job, everybody. Like you just got the shit kicked out of you for basically your whole lives. Um, I'm going to clear all your karma, say goodbye to karma, which just means um, we no longer have those quote unquote lessons to learn. I wish there was a better way to say that, but we don't have any more shit to like untangle and we can just live our lives um, and we move forward again with this new awareness that we are one. So um, in the Gene Keys, each of the first six sacred seals corresponds to one of the six core wounds of humanity. Um, and each of these core wounds are just variations, um, distortions of fear. So kind of going down the list here and I'll leave this, I don't know, maybe in the description, but the first core wound is that of repression. Um, and the seven, uh, the sacred seal that uh, heals it is the 40th gene key. So it's actually the 40th city of divine will. Um, again, we can get into this more later. I just want to get down this list. So going from one to six, the core wounds are repression, denial, shame, rejection, guilt, and separation. And respectively, the... Um, city or the gene key that heals those wounds again going from one to six is the 40th the 17th the 25th the 43rd the 4th and the 63rd um the 40th is divine will the 17th is omniscience the 25th is universal love the 43rd is epiphany the fourth is forgiveness and the 63rd is truth now we all carry the energies of these core wounds holographically inside of us but we each have one of those aspects of the core wound that we've chosen to work with the most directly in this lifetime. And if you want to pull up your Gene Keys profile, that's going to be designated by the line of your core sphere in your Gene Keys profile. So if you get like the, if you have the profile that's online and it, uh, you don't have any of the books or anything, I believe it says vocation. It either says vocation or it says core, but in the books, it's actually first called the core wound. And when you heal that, then it turns into your vocation. 
So an example of this is that if you have a third line for your vocation sphere, your core sphere, which would just, it's the the decimal basically. So um, for example, mine's 60.1. So I'm a line one, but let's say I was 60.3. I would be the third line, which means that my core wound would be shame and the cytic frequency that heals my shame would be of the 25th gene key, which has the city of universal love. So just off the top right here, if you feel like you're at a roadblock with um, like getting over something in your life or really understanding yourself and your place in the world better, I would highly recommend you read whatever the gene key is for your your core and then also read whatever gene key heals it so first line would be the 40th second line the 17th third the 25th fourth the 43rd fifth line the fourth and then a sixth line core wound would be the 63rd gene key um I do have a post about this actually on my personal Instagram that like puts everything and all the words like very neatly next to each other um I feel like that could be helpful for visual people. Um, So, like I said, um, I'm a line one. I said a 60.1. So the sacred seal that is aligned to my energy, like the energy of the wound that I wanted to be the closest to this lifetime, is the 40th city of divine will. So I spent a long time from like the I would say the end of 2020 to the beginning of 2021, contemplating the 40th gene key because it's mine. Um, That is what's healing my core wound. But I ended up seeing uh, so much in resonance with what a lot of people that I know in my life and um, in like a spiritual communities, and even people online like talking about things, I noticed like a lot of people were going through this same type of energy. Um, and so just to get like an idea of what that energy is, um, I'm gonna go through the shadow, the gift and the city of the 40th gene key. So the shadow is exhaustion and it basically has to do with the improper use of our energy And again, try to put yourself back to like, technically we're still working through this energy, but like the end of 2020, beginning of 2021, um, I would even argue a lot of 2020, but again, that's my core wound. So it might not relate to everyone for that like period of time, but the shadow has to deal with the improper use of our energy. And really, um, because we're not using our energy properly, we're also not aligned to the other energies and people that would actually be helpful to us. The gift is resolve. And when we are in the gift of this gene key, we are flowing the way that we should. The universe is able to come to our aid. It's kind of like the right place, right time thing. We're flowing correctly so the universe can step in and help. And our actions, instead of depleting us, they're actually recharging us. And so finally, when you get to the city, uh, and again, this citic energy is what is healing the first line core wound, um, that is the city of divine will. 
And it's interesting because it's not talking about God's will as like some outside force. It's actually saying that God doesn't exist. You exist and your will is God's will and you are divine. And so as aspects of divinity, our desire is sacred and um, we really shouldn't have a compass except our own internal one. And that's what we should be listening to. That's what we should be following. And that's what, um, it's kind of like a, a pass for our whole life to just do whatever we want, but that's actually what we should be doing. That's what's the most healthy. And so when I realized that so much of the collective was working with the energy of this gene key, cause I mean, if you've been through it, you, you know that it's just, it's mirroring what so many people have been experiencing recently. Um, when I realized that it got me thinking there are seven sacred seals. And at the time when I realized this, there were seven years before 2027 when our solar plexus mutation is supposed to like fully take place. So what if every year from at the time now <laughs> until 2027, we are unlocking the next sacred seal in order. So 2021, and I would argue it was from like Virgo season 2020, and it's gonna last until Libra season this year. So 2021 focused on the first sacred seal. 2022 is going to focus on the second. Um, and so on and so forth. 2023 will focus on the third until 2027 when all six of those first, uh, of those like core wound seals have been opened. And then the seventh um, sacred seal is actually uh, the city of grace and it heals everything. Um, I would really, really encourage anybody that this resonates with to go read the 22nd Gene Key. It's a doozy, like it's very long and there's it's a lot of information, but it lines up with this so perfectly. Um, and so it comes in, it heals everything. What I said earlier about the six locks on the door and the seventh being the door actually opening, that is 2027, all the seals have been opened and the City of Grace in other words, the energy of God bursts through our solar plexus center. And so the high frequency that's coming through will allow the awareness of the solar plexus to overcome its motor function. And uh, that is our mutation. Now, I haven't heard or read anybody else think of this, but, <coughs> oh shit, sorry. <laughs> um, so it makes me nervous kind of I was really nervous to share it but at this point um those like entities those beings or energies whatever that I've been channeling are actually the 22nd the 40th and the 17th gene keys um they have their own energies and it's absolutely beautiful the 40th is warm and like a just like a comforting like it's not like a bright red it's almost like a like a brownish red but like a warm red feeling um and then the the 17th is again very feminine which i was not expecting and such a calm calm energy and um like 
like a very bright um, crystalline blue. It's a really beautiful. And the 22nd is the culmination of all of the other, really, I would say all the other gene keys, but all the other sacred seals. And so when the 22nd speaks, it speaks um, in the plural. So we, um, and then I, I learned how to call out the other sacred seals from it and they speak in the singular and it's just like so beautiful. And they told me, um, when I channeled them a couple days ago, they told me like spot on, like you got it. Um, and they gave me some more information about, um, what I guess to expect. Um, and, uh, looking back, I kind of just like flipped through those pages. I remembered something, um, that the 40th confirmed for me. Um, so obviously we each have a specific core wound. Mine was the first and I can tell you, I got my ass handed to me when it came to respecting my energy and basically telling people to fuck off when they demanded something of me that just wasn't aligned with what I needed. Um, and the 40th confirmed that it happened with it and it would also likely happen with um the rest of the um gene keys as we kind of or the rest of the sacred seals as we go through these next few years but um whatever whatever your core wound is that is going to be the sacred seal that you have the most um intimate relationship with so that can look like um the energy of the sacred seal appearing to you sooner and that can be the shadow the gift the city like whatever part you're the most aligned with um it can show up more forcefully so maybe like me like i I don't know i feel like i had a pretty rough time with it um so maybe it shows up more forcefully or it could actually show up more clearly like i absolutely think that um there are certain people who like let's say as we're moving into this upcoming year who have a line two they are just they they heal that wound real quick either because of work they already did or they're just really aligned with um the city of omniscience and they are just golden and they're actually the the leaders who help us work through that energy um like the most and they're the most helpful with it so um, being, having, having that core wound, like, I don't want you to think like, oh my God, I'm like, I'm a third line. That means 2023 is going to suck for me. It could actually be like really amazing. Um, and it, it might be the easiest out of all these years. If you're already like really in tune with that energy, it really all depends. Like, I think how you want to look at it, how you want to prepare yourself and how you want to be honest with yourself when those, um, kind of those opportunities to transcend the shadow get placed in front of you because you know for example um I I had a job last year and like from the end of 2020 to the beginning of 2021 um 
obviously if you're listening, you know, I was a teacher and it was so hard. It was so difficult. And at the time it felt like a curse, but now I see that like, it was really a huge blessing because every single day I was given the opportunity to transcend the shadow of exhaustion. I was exhausted and I kept telling people yes and I was working crazy hours and it was because I felt like I had to, but by the end of this school year, I realized I am the God of my reality. I'm the only person who has to live with my decisions and it's really like there's nothing that I could do for another person that is worth my health, my sanity, my ability to command my reality, like nothing, nothing. And I'm only going to get help when I stand by myself and my truth. And so now I look at that whole year, like my, my perspective of that year has just changed so much because at one point I hated it. And now I'm extremely grateful because it was the ass kicking I needed. Um, And I also know that if I hadn't been so stubborn, (laughs) I could have moved into the, um, the more enlightened version, the higher frequency version of that energy so much quicker. Like as soon as I was honest with myself and I said, I can't do this anymore. Like it hurts too much. Everything opened up, everything got better. And I received help that I didn't even think was possible so yeah I don't want anybody to use this as like a reason to like dread one of these next years coming up what my real purpose is and this is just kind of the introduction I'm going to be speaking so much more about the gene keys that we're dealing with coming up and um I want to like I don't want to interview them that sounds so stupid but I do have conversations with them and I want to publish those conversations so that you can get to know the energies and um at least through my perspective, get to know them and have a relationship with them on your own. Cause I think that that would be so, I really do think that it will be helpful. Like this is supposed to be a support for the next handful of years because um, let me take a look at one of the things from the 17th. Um, One of the things that might start to happen as we move into the 17th gene key, so this is the shadow of opinion, the gift of farsightedness, and the city of omniscience. Um, I also have this gene key in my chart in a really, really like uh, hectic place. So I've read this gene key so much and meditated on it so much, and it talks to me all the fucking time now. Um, <laughs> but one thing that might be happening is you might find that you're butting heads with so many people in your environment and that is going to be a lesson and i'm just speaking from experience um but that could be a lesson where you will be forced to realize your opinion doesn't matter any less just because other people don't hold it and it's also an opportunity to learn that you can enjoy the perspectives and opinions of other people because when you start to see people and their ego and their opinion and their life as the exact experience that God wants to have through them, you can really start to see everything as divine, even the stuff that you don't agree with. One thing that um, happened to me that I started to kind of like take on as a mantra when I was really starting to work with the 17th was um, 
I'm grateful for the response that I have had um, in the in the in the presence of this like opinion or perspective because it helps me refine what I believe and what I'm here to experience. So I, I'm a very fiery person. And when someone would say something that like disagreed with me, even if I didn't say anything outward, um, I would sometimes still like my blood would boil. I'm like, they're wrong. And they're wrong for me. Like their opinion doesn't match my reality, but that's a blessing. That feeling of disagreement, that is a blessing because now I know like, yes, this, this belief that I have really is what the path that I want to walk down. Um, it allows me to like challenge and reassess and become more comfortable with my opinions. And when you can think like that, you stop vilifying people who think differently because again, it's just a gift right like uh we're all god we're all working together so if someone's coming over and spouting um a belief that like you just don't agree with like you can use that as uh, a source of gratitude because it helps you become more firmly aligned with uh what you want to believe and really we do get to choose our beliefs and i mean there's a whole page that i have written about um uh a whole page I have written about some awakening symptoms as we move through the 17th kind of like um it's not an exhaustive list but it could be like a benchmark of like oh I'm experiencing these things that's cool that helps me view things in a more positive way and I can see that this is just evidence that the 17th I'm opening myself up more to the frequency of the 17th All right, so I think I'm gonna end with talking specifically about the second sacred seal, the second core wound, and um, what, what it really, what it means for us as a collective. And again, as a collective, I really am talking about this core awakening fractal for right now. Um, This will be able to play out in like globally when, more of us awaken but for right now i do see this as happening within the caf uh within each other and any relationships that are in your life even if you don't consider them to be like um involved with the awakening and i think that will be it after that so the second core wound um, oh, last thing, sorry, before we move into this, I did talk to the 40th gene key and it was like, yeah, the collectors are about halfway through opening up to my energy. Um, and I haven't like confirmed this with them, but the programming partner, <clears throat> the programming partner of the 17th gene key is Libra energy. And the, the 17th gene key is Aries energy. Um, so I would say between September and March, like late September and late March, um, I would say that that is probably when we're going to be slipping out of the 40th and into the uh, 17th, and that will become the... Um, like 
kind of focus for us. Um, and I also feel like I need to just say this again. Time doesn't exist. This does not have to be linear. And because you have one core wound that is like more tied to you than any other you might be working on that for all six years you know like the other the other cytic frequencies might even be coming through that gene key for you like it could happen in a multitude of ways i expect that the 40th gene key and the core wound of repression i expect that that will kind of be a backdrop on which like a lot of this other stuff plays for me just because that is like my line um so just take this stuff however it resonates please like tweak it to match your own experience um again this is like gonna supposed to be helpful it's not supposed to be dictatorial like I don't want to tell you what you're experiencing or how you're supposed to work through things if it's helpful take it if it's not leave it okay so the second core wound is that of denial. Um, and I'm actually gonna just like read off of this page and maybe I'll take a picture and post it to Instagram too. Um, but the 17th gene key is the shadow of opinion, the gift of farsightedness, and the city of omniscience. This will be the end of denial and the embrace of paradox. So we don't need to deny anybody's perspective. We can acknowledge that we each hold a fractal piece of the future. That's something that the 17th talks about um, how people who have the 17th gift, which honestly exists within all of humanity, but people who have the 17th gift, they can never actually disagree with each other, even if it might seem like it on the surface, because if we're all following our truth, um, everything that we do will flow together seamlessly and help us build this new world. So we each hold a fractal piece of the future, and even if we don't completely understand or agree with what each other is doing, we can still respect each other and love each other and help each other um, in whatever way that that looks like for us. And so we don't have to we don't have to shy away from paradox. We can hold this and that and it will be fine. We can hold different perspectives and it will be fine. It will work out and it will feel easier to do that. This will be very useful when we um, learn to work with each other. I feel like this last year has been pretty solitary, but I think moving into 2022, we are going to start learning more deeply how to work with each other, how to work within our communities and affect this change and like bring these things forward. Um, we do not need to visit violence upon others with different opinions, different perspectives. Um, and this is actually considered, denial is considered the sexual wound. Um, and I think this is part of the Enneagram but if you look at what they define as sexual and even some of the gene keys and possibly human design, sexual really just means one-on-one. -on -one. So sexual is um, 
the energy exchange and melding between two beings. And so we no longer need to be pitted against each other. We no longer need to deny or belittle another person's experience in order to find safety in our own. We can have both things. We can let people be who they are and be who we are and it actually flows together seamlessly. We can see ourselves, each other, and the consequences of our actions clearly. So another form of denial um, is not admitting that what we did caused this thing. We'll be able to see it clearly enough where we won't be able to keep down certain paths that we just very clearly see are are not where we want to end up. And we'll be able to see the shadow reactions of ourselves and others clearly and without judgment. So I think that this also applies to people who might be outside of the CAF who aren't really focused on their awakening. When people, loved ones, strangers, anybody in our lives are acting from the shadow, we'll very clearly be able to see that that's where they're coming from. And we will be able to react to that, or I guess respond to that without judgment. Respond from a calm, collected place of just just deep understanding. Um, The other thing written on this page are the one and the I. So when we get to the Siddic level of omniscience, we, it's like God sees through us. And I, I have been having this experience, um, (laughs) a lot recently where like, I, I ask myself like, isn't it weird that I can never see the back of my head? Like I can see it in a mirror but I'm still seeing like out of the front of my face and I'm just believing what's being shown on that mirror, which is also part of this simulation. And so, um, I have this, like, it's so hard to describe. I wish I was an artist so that I could draw this, but it's like the, um, my body only exists in the front half. Like I've got sleeves for my arms and like sleeves for my feet and legs and stuff. And my my head is actually more like a mask and I can like zoom out and it's this like bright white static that is inserting itself into my person and seeing through me. And that, that changes the game. If you've never thought of that before, like just taking a step back and realizing that like the universe is actually just working through you and your ego, your persona is actually just like, you know, one thing that this all pervading energy wants to like see through wants to experience life as like it wants to experience it in your shoes or that doesn't make you any more right or wrong than um somebody who somebody else that god is moving through it's all god um 
So that was the little notebook. Uh, da, da, da. Oh, this is off topic, but back to the 40th, um, that's on the page next to it, and I see that I forgot something about disease. Yeah, so many of us have been dealing with chronic illnesses um, or uh, learning about disabilities, and uh, that, like the disease, the dis-ease in our bodies and the dysfunction that we feel, that also comes from like not being in our proper energy, not being where we're supposed to, not doing what we wanna do. So again, that's just more evidence for like, we've all been working with this 40th stuff. And hopefully if you're listening to this, you're on your way out, you're feeling more comfortable with it. Um, but if you're not, go read the 40th Gene Key and see if you can pick up anything from it. So back to the 17th, um, what was our conversation? So I asked the 17th how we will know collectively and individually that we have begun to open ourselves to it, uh, referring to the CAF. And she said some stuff about time. <laughs> uh, and then she said, what are some things that you have experienced while opening up to me? So again, this is not an exhaustive list. This is just like the things that came to mind um, for me. So ways that I can reflect upon um, and like I can see that I actually really have been opening up to the 17th gene key is um, I felt more confidence in my beliefs so again, like I, I'm a very repressive person. My shadows are repressive, so everything folds back in on me. Very rarely am I like, that person's stupid. It's more, no matter what someone believes, they're automatically smarter than me and I'm stupid. So what might be confidence in my beliefs for me, it might be um, being more open to others' beliefs for somebody who's more reactive and is like leading with themselves and shutting other people down because I shut myself down and I lead with other people. Um, neither one is you know worse than the other. They both are not fun energies to be in. Uh, we just vilify the, the reactive one more because it's easier to see. So, ooh, my stomach. Um, so opening up to the 17th gene key, I found more confidence in my beliefs. I had less of a desire to prove my point. Um, back to that, like, you know, wow, that's a perspective that God has. That's really cool. It's not my perspective, but like God obviously wants to experience it. So, you know, I'm not gonna try to change someone's mind. Um, less judgment of myself and others, more acceptance and understanding of ideas, thoughts, and actions that I don't particularly share. Um, a greater distaste for violence. I've always been a pacifist, but now it just seems even dumber and even more pointless and I can't stomach it at all. Um, an understanding of the past and the necessity of certain events. So, um... <laughs> One of the things that I said uh, One of the things that I said to the 17th when she first came through 
it's so weird that I find her to be feminine because if you read the gene keys, it's actually one of the gene keys for the masculine, like left side of the brain, which doesn't actually exist, but still. I think it's weird. I wasn't expecting it to be feminine. Um, I said that you're you're much more feminine than I expected, a much more feminine energy than I expected, and you're so calm. And she says, when you know all that is to be perfect, you cannot be anything else. So like, you know, that idea of omniscience, being able to see the, the bigger perspective, being able to see the reason behind everything, um, you become more calm and accepting of the past. Um, so taking things less personally, enjoying hearing novel perspectives more, taking my own perspectives and ideas less seriously. So in the shadow of opinion, it talks about like opinion is fine, but what a lot of us do is identify with our opinions and it, it, it gives us something that we need to defend because it, it's like an extension of our ego. So if my belief that I was this way about most things for the most of my life, but let's take veganism. Um, if my if my belief, my opinion that it is wrong or inhumane or cruel to eat, kill and eat animals, um, if I take that as like an extension of myself, if that's a part of me, then when someone eats meat, they are attacking me. And that becomes a dangerous cycle because that, that means everybody who disagrees with you is a threat to you. And that leads to violence, which is why the higher frequencies of this gene key are the antidote to violence. So taking my own perspectives and ideas less seriously. And then um, finally, I had an easier time changing my mind to enhance my life. So again, in the opinion part of the 17th gene key, it talks about um, how our mind works and how uh, it actually is a great tool for us, but we all, pretty much all of us across the board, like have been taught to use it incorrectly. And so naturally the brain, the mind is searching for evidence to back itself up. It's like confirmation bias. It's just looking for more of what it already believes. And so once upon a time, I actually talked about this in the last episode. Um, Once upon a time, I believed that I was horrible to myself and, um, the way that I got myself out of that was I asked my brain, I was like, show me evidence to the contrary. Like I am changing this opinion. I'm changing this belief that I have. Help me back it up. And so you can do that with anything. If you want to believe that you're, um, if you want to change your opinion about yourself, if you want to change your opinion about, um, something external, If you want to change your opinion about the way that the world treats you, all you need to do is tell your mind and it's going to take some energy. You have to train it. But all you have to do is uh, give your mind this new job, this new task. Like we are no longer going to look for examples where people betray us. Now we are going to only look for... um, I'm so sorry if you can hear my stomach. I can't help it. I just wake up and record and I don't eat first. Um, 
instead of looking for examples where people betray us, we are going to look for examples where people um, surprise us with kindness, where people are loyal to us, where people... um, you could even do like where people people need to be true to themselves if you want to like change it in that way um, instead of people betraying you. It's just like I, I now choose to like widen the lens and I want to see how what I previously thought of as betrayal is just people really being loyal to themselves. And that's what we all need to be doing. So I can't fault them for that. Um, if you this sounds a little masochistic, but you could also do like, where do I betray myself and start to see it that way so that you can take more control over it and um, see that maybe everything you saw as other people betraying you, you were just projecting and you need to be more loyal to yourself and do what's right for you. And then everything will kind of fall into place. So. Huh. All right, um, I just stepped away for a moment and like kind of took a breather and recentered myself, and it's nuts because I have been holding on to this for, I mean, months. Like I'm at least February of 2021, and probably longer because I have no real memory, so it probably went back into 2020. And I was just trying to figure out how to like say all of this. Um, and it feels like I am empty now, which past me would probably take as a bad sign, but now present me, oof, the stomach, present me is um, like very excited because I know that there's probably so much that has been wanting to come through that just like didn't have the space to because I was holding on to this information for so long. So um, I do have a lot more to say about this stuff. I can feel stuff coming in like dots connecting that I didn't connect before, but I'm going to like kind of quiet my mind. Because I want to wrap up and I also, you know, want to have some other podcasts to make in the future. So um, if this resonated with you, um, I would really recommend going and checking out my my personal Instagram underscore Elizabeth Massey underscore so long, so convenient um, and taking a look at let me pull it up so I can see what the fuck it looks like. I'm not leading you astray. Um. Okay, so it's like, uh, as of today, the 15th of July, so don't hold me to this, but um, it is the fourth most recent post, and it says, Gene Keys to read according to the line of your core wound, Um, and then... And then um, it's got six other slides that say like line one, the core wound is repression. The sacred seal is the 40th gene key. And then these are the different frequencies of the 40th gene key. And I did that for all of the lines. So and and oh, look at me go on the last slide. um, It does say vocation. So on the last slide, I brought up my my chart as an example of like where to look on your holographic profile to find um, to find. Good God, what am I saying to find what what you're what you're what you're looking for, like what line it is so that, you know, um, cool. 
That's fun. And you can see, like, I have the 17th in my EQ. And it really has been an ass kicking. And what's interesting is it's a 17.2. And 17, we're going into it in 2022. That's fascinating. Okay, I'm going to stop looking at my chart. <laughs> um, ooh, I just got the idea. Because there's so much gatekeeping for Gene Keys. Like, you have to pay to, like... Um, get anything. I was like, you can just, just log off right now if you don't want to hear a rant. But, um, I was fortunate enough to like be really good in a good space with money at the time. It's three, three, three. When I said that, um, at, uh, I just made it sound like I woke up at 3 PM. <laughs> um, oh my God. At the time when I started to get into the gene keys, I was able to just buy four of the books outright. I have so many of the recordings, which I would also say if you're really not a big reader and you don't want to read, like, I think the average size of a chapter is like eight pages. But if you don't really want to read that, um, or you really know that like, you don't want to spend all that money on a book because you only care about like one specific gene key. If you go to resources, um, and I think the, the, you can go to like audio downloads, but for me, the living library is like the easiest place to find all of this. Um, you can go there and you can purchase. It's like, I want to say it's like two bucks per audio, but you can buy, um, an audio contemplation from the person who wrote the gene keys. Um, I like to actually re listen to those and read the chapters because it is, um, he kind of gives a different perspective like the audio is a contemplation and it's generally not word for word what he says in the book like it's actually information that you wouldn't get just by reading the book but yeah if you want to um if you want like a quick cheat sheet for your core wound I would recommend going to my um personal account because it just has everything right there and if you want a plethora of Gene Keys information you can go to the Starborn Pod Instagram um and there's a little link tree you do have to swipe to like the second page there's like a few pages on there one is like for my stuff the second page is just for gene keys and um i did upload three pdfs so it is the entire gene keys book and then there's um if you take a look at your profile you'll see green red and blue spheres so each of those is like a different pathway. Um, I have the first two. So the green, which is the genius and the, the genius sequence or whatever. And or, uh, no, it's the activation sequence and it's called the genius book. And then the second one is your Venus sequence. Um, and you know, while we're here, I've actually been struggling for a while to think of like, I'd love to do readings for the gene keys or like something to like, you can't really do a reading for someone, but you can help someone get started. And like going back to the gatekeeping, not only do you have to, um, like the Gene Keys has this ambassador program, but not only do you have to like read the books to be an ambassador, you also have to take, I think it's at least one course with them, but the courses are like over a hundred dollars. And then I think that the ambassador program itself is like upwards of a hundred dollars. And there's another one that they just introduced, but again, you have to spend like hundreds of dollars to be it. So I think that sucks and I get it, like I, whatever, it, 
it's not my shit, but I want to create something that um, I can use to like help people get started because not everyone wants to read a shit ton of fucking, you know, not everyone's crazy and wants to read that much um, like I do. <laughs> um, and so I don't know if I want to like make like succinct packets or something or like, uh, I've been struggling with trying to provide readings because like the Venus sequence is really where I live. Um, the Venus sequence, the seven sacred seals and the 22nd gene key, they're all basically the same thing. And my my life's work is the 22nd. So like I feel such a deep connection to grace and um, this whole involution process of like Cidic energies finding their way through our bodies and lifting us up that way like meeting us as we evolve as humans meeting us halfway and like lifting us uh higher so I think that it's very very possible very probable actually for those of us who have been doing shadow work for a long time, or at least like have gotten far in our shadow work. I guess, you know, for those of us who only recently woke up, you could get pretty far in a short amount of time. But it's it's possible to say that like you, without knowing it, could have worked through your activation sequence and you could be in your Venus sequence. And so I don't need to start with like the green spheres because to be honest, I don't give a shit about them. I really don't care. They're like the baby, like wean you into the gene keys. If you're serious about getting into the gene keys, I do think it's important to start with your activation sequence just because it kind of teaches you the language and helps you get accustomed to like how you're going to work with them. But that's really the purpose um the venus sequence is where all of the shadow work and the really important stuff takes place in my humble opinion again i do have a dog in this fight <laughs> that is literally my energy is of the venus sequence and i've been trying to find a way to like help people through it because i so easily see where people are stuck like in my in my like personal relationships but I don't know how to approach that in a more professional way with like strangers but anyway that's just me rambling if any of you like are into the gene keys the way I am and like have ideas please dm me um I would be more likely to look at my starborn pod dms on instagram just because my personal ones get mucked up with fucking memes <laughs> um but yeah thank you so much for being here this was a long one um, and I think that's it. I will absolutely be back. Um, at this point, I would probably say sometime in Leo season, but who knows? Maybe I'm on a roll. Maybe I cracked something. Um, but yeah, uh, I will hopefully have this out by the end of the weekend. It's Thursday today and, uh, I'm forcing myself to apply to like five more jobs before I edit this and send it out. So we'll see <laughs> when that actually happens. Um, I love you guys. Thank you so much for giving me a space to like get all of this stuff off my chest. If I, if I could show you how many journals I have filled with stuff about the seven sacred seals and how badly I have wanted to talk about it in like a public sense, um, like I look like a psychopath, but it just hasn't felt like the right time and it finally has. So I'm really grateful for all of you listening and all of the 
positive feedback that I get. I would really love to hear, like if you have any strong thoughts or any like synchronicities that came through while listening to this, uh, like please, please share them. I'd love to hear how this resonates with people who are like um, into the work. I think I mentioned this in the last one, but like I've got one magic person for real in my life. uh, And she's one of the people, love you mom, but she's one of the people (laughs) who is not a huge like, like a, like a huge reader, um, in the sense of like, she's told me that the gene keys just sound like jargon to her. Like it doesn't feel like something she'd be easily able to like comprehend and like, um, internalize, which I get, like, it's not for everybody. So, um, if there's anybody that like this clicks with or whatever, like I'd love to, I'd love to hear from you or anybody who is also like my mom and doesn't really like what the gene keys like would be if you read the book for yourself, but enjoys the way I talk about them. Um, I really feel like this is where I'm meant to be. It's the stuff that makes me the happiest to talk about. And yeah, I'm really excited and grateful to uh, be here and to have more to say in the future. So if you do feel like you received anything from this podcast um, and you want to balance that energy exchange, go check out the description for this episode. Um, I don't have the brain power to like speak in coherent sentences anymore at this point, but you know, there's a ways down there doesn't all have to be money um there's a lot of different ways that we can start to balance this energy and um show appreciation for each other and what we're bringing to the collective and i appreciate you all so have a wonderful rest of your day whenever you're listening to this um i hope the rest of cancer season kicks ass if i put this out in leo season that's embarrassing (laughs) and uh yeah i think that's it have a great day i love you all um and that's it (laughs) goodbye (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.